Episode two of the closure series with my biological parents, I'm titling Black Men Need to Heal. Enjoy. And so once once Dia uh, found out that you were pregnant, then what happened? Okay, it's kind of a blur. I don't try to not remember that part. The blur was she came in, she asked me, was I pregnant? And and I told her, yeah. And she asked for who, and I told her who I was pregnant for. And um, it's like, who else? It's like, damn. But, you know, that's what parents do. They want to know. And um, so she asked my dad. My daddy was there at the time. Your father. Uh, they would, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wasn't living with us, but they was since they was looking for Connie, and they had to find her. Not had had to work together. And so um, daddy came and asked me, and I told him yes, and he said okay. And so uh, he said, well, we he don't want calm me down. Now my mom, my dad called me down and said, well, you're going to have to go and see a doctor and get you some vitamins, this and that. And I'm like, this is my daddy telling me. And on the other hand, my mom telling me, well, you got to quit school. You can't go to school. You can't do none of this. And I was like, I am not quitting school. That's the first time I think I stood up to her. One of the times I stood up to her. I'm not quitting school. I'm going to school. Because what I do know, I ain't the first person at that school pregnant. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it wasn't like I wasn't shame about it. It was like I'm pregnant. I'm not dying, right? <laughs> and I still can learn, you know. So I had my baby, and I went on. Well, after um, school had just started when you um, were born, so I tried to get in because it was only like two weeks out. But they told me to wait till the next semester because I had enough credits that I could wait till the next semester. So I waited till January to go back, and um, which which worked out for me better. It gave me time to bond with my baby, and um, but then when I went back, that was a different story. But um, now, before you were born, the pregnancy, you off to La La Land jail, I guess. How long were you in jail, James? Six months. I didn't know. When did you go to jail? April 11th. Okay. That kind of makes sense. Still spring. So, so he went to jail April 11, 1974. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right so after that, she that got pregnant. Because I'm just saying at this time, I'm just heartbroken that I haven't seen or heard or anything from you. I didn't even get a chance to tell you I was pregnant. And when, because when I really started going to the doctor's office, it was probably during that time. Because I think it was either February, March, somewhere up in there. And I don't know if my mom had talked to you then or, or whenever, but that's when I know I found out I was pregnant. It was like um, maybe two months after. Then I, when I started going to the hospital, then they said uh, I was, you were going to be born in September. 
then it doesn't give you a date like they do now. Mm -hmm. You know, they just say, oh, it's coming in September. I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. <laughs> so let me ask you, Daddy. Let me ask you, uh, Daddy. So if she, if she finds out she's, well, the, the, the pregnancy blew up around February with Dia, when do you find out that she's pregnant and how? What do you mean? I didn't hear all that. I said, when, do, when do you find out that she's pregnant and how do you find out? I was behind bars when I found out. And uh, let me tell you how I ended up behind bars. Because, see, you know, I really take offense at her. She afraid you call me a jailbird. That wasn't what I was. When I was no, out of I, control. I, I understand that now, but I'm just saying look, at the mentality look, that look, I had at that time. Look, I was crazy. I was crazy in love, right? And as a young man, one of the things I didn't, I wanted to do, and I told your mom about it, and your mom didn't like it. The thing was, when uh, long before you got pregnant, I think probably the second time we had sex, I went to your mom and said, "Look, I'm taking her to Arkansas. I'm, there's a reasonably good chance I'm gonna be going shipped overseas, but I wanted to be with people that I know will take care of her. I don't know you people. I'm gonna take her to my mama. My mama know how to take care of her. Okay. I'm you saying I'll let you see." Uh, no, I told your mama that because see, this oh. is before, long before you decided that we were in love with each other. I was in love with you the first time I saw you. Your little skinny butt with the little bubble butt. Anyway, uh, when I went to your mother and, and, and told her this, I handed her a, a fifth of ja uh, uh, Johnny Walker Red. That's what she liked. So that's what I handed. Then I sit and had a conversation with her. But you, and the killer part is, you were still in school, I think, at the time. And yep. I remember, I remember her saying to me that uh, something that hurt me to the core, and that was that I was too dark to be in her family. Okay, I had heard that well, before. My granddaddy. Well, I, I had heard that before from people where I come from, but then when uh, then I find out when I find out you were pregnant, I went, wait a minute, I can't can't wait to get out of jail. So I had to do a lot of crap to get out of jail because I was sentenced to twenty years for what I did. But wow. that was in uh, what do you call it? Uh, the kind of course you practice in, Chandrika, uh, criminal court. Uh, but in the military court, I just got a verbal, I got a verbal reprimand. They took money away from me. But then again, while I was in jail, I made rank. When I got out of jail, went looking for you. You weren't in cars park anymore. Nobody would tell me anything. One no, guy told me. Still to, there. Well, from what I understand. How many years did you stay in jail? Months. Six months. Six months. The seasons changed on me. I started going to Gremlin and I finished high school in 75 and I went to Gremlin in 76. But I was, I was still but see, I was told, I was told before and after when I got out of jail what your mother had to say, your mother, uh, Frida, had to say about relationship as far as because by then uh, I was to stay away. But I was told by a guy named Mr. James Brown, who was, uh, ended up being my lawyer that if um, I actually tried to contact you since you were 16, 17, 16 at the time the child was conceived, that I could be put in jail, back in jail uh, for statutory rape. And when your mother told me that, your mother Frida told me that that's what's gonna happen to me, I became airman of the month, four months in a row. In that fourth month, it upset a bunch of people in, at, at England Air Force Base. Their remedy was to send me back to Vietnam. I'd already been to Vietnam twice. They sent me back to Vietnam. And uh, no, I had only been once then. Because when I got to Vietnam, I screwed up. Because see, I was young. 
but I had learned my lesson from having to sit on my behind and deal with a bunch of different personalities behind the bar. I didn't go to get to go to prison when I was in in, in Louisiana, Chandrika. I got to yeah, go to jail for six months. Whole nother different kind of thing. Because there's this thing about at any given time, there's 21 guys I had to sleep with every night. Okay. That's become one of the reasons that in, in my life I've I learned that I had to do a lot of my fighting and a lot of my a lot of my maneuvering with my mouth as compared to with my hands, because I ain't the biggest guy in the world. I just happen to be tall, dark, and handsome. But I was thinking, well, I'm going to end up with this beautiful, tall, skinny girl here. We're going to have a whole crap load of children, and they're going to all be tall because where I come from, everybody's short. That wasn't going to happen. And when James Brown explained to me that when I got out, he came to see me the day before I got out of, out of jail, and explained to me that one of the things I had to do, stay away from cars park, because your mother was serious about sending me to, to Angola. Now, I know about Angola because I'd been in Rapids Parish, and I listened to all those guys talk about the whatever. And I went, man, I can't wait to get back to the base because I'm going to straighten my act out, and maybe then I can maybe run into her. Then I started running into you. Wow. So, Daddy, what, would you, what were you in, uh, what were you locked up for for the six months? Interstate transport of narcotics, they called it. Drug trafficking? Oh, yeah. I didn't just, I didn't just uh, stand what on a car and say, let me eat. Well, I flew down to a place called uh, El Salvador because I was in the Air Force. And I, it was in the Air Force, you can just go anywhere on, on an airplane. All you had to have was four, three stripes on your arm, you go anywhere. And I went to, when I found out they had something called um, um, Acapulco Gold, which is a kind of weed, and that there was a guy in uh, El Salvador who was selling truckloads of the stuff for $100, $200, $300, $400. Me and some friends of mine decided we put together 5000 bucks. Now, this is after I got out of jail. Now, this is how stupid I, 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 I am. This is after I got out of the jail. This, this other stuff came down. But I went, I went with these guys down there, and I trained these people to uh, basically have my back. And uh, everything was cool until we got back. We were only gone a weekend, but me and five guys. But we were the five guys that, from what I understand later on, were the troublemakers on the whole base. We were the guys who did stuff like brought local girls to the base. Uh, the the women who was in the Air Force at the time didn't like that. The uh, officers and the enlist the the lifetimers or whatever really didn't like it because your mom is a beautiful. No, she you, she uh, whether you realize it or not, when your mom was 16, 17 years old, she was a beautiful woman. She walked into a room, and the room that's lit up. But she wasn't the only one. There was a lot of women like that in Louisiana. There was a whole family full of them to the extent that where there was one guy who was who looked like Prince. I mean, he's just, just beautiful women. But these older guys, they didn't like that. They didn't like that, and they didn't like the fact that we uh, we thought of the military as a job as compared to a profession, because we didn't think of it as a profession. It was just something we had to do, something we had to do before we got to watch Star Trek in the afternoon and go hang out with the girls on the weekend, go out to a, there's a, I don't forgot the name of this lake, there's a lake that I took your mom to, where uh, that's when I got a chance to just enjoy the fact that I was not living in government housing, and my problem, bottom line was to get your mom out of government housing because government housing to me was, I don't even know how to explain it. It, it was a white man that came to our house every Saturday when I was a kid when we lived in government housing and inspected Chandrika. He looked at our house. He got to look at my mama's closet. You know what I'm saying? It's the stuff that I couldn't even do. This dude could go in my mama's house, but it wasn't my mama's house. It was government housing. When you live in somebody else's property, you got to deal with that. So my bottom line was to get, get out of that and not only that. So I sent money back to my mom. I tried to give as much of your grandmother as possible because I feel like she was giving me the greatest gift in the world. But then when I found out that what she actually thought about me is a dark skinned black man. Daddy, I mean, here's the thing that that is really hard to believe. 
That's what I was told. You know, that's what she said. It came out of her mouth. Because I had never seen any people that was as dark as me, even in College Park. No, let me just say, you Mm -hmm. are the same color as her husband, as both of them. No, I'm just telling you, you're the same color as both of my grandmother's husbands. My grandmother had an affinity for dark-skinned men, and she loved dark-skinned people. Daddy, I find it real hard to believe that my grandmother had an issue with your color, being that she really had an affinity for dark-skinned people, and she married two dark-skinned men. I know that is your story, but I really I find it difficult that she would even utter those words to you. I really do. But that's your story. So I understand. You know what, Shandrika, I'm sorry. What I can tell you about Medea, I don't know you don't, but Medea can have her days, but she can be really mean. And she'll say stuff to hurt you. It seemed like sometimes it was on purpose. And she knows when she did it, and she knows how to say things that would really hurt. I've, I've seen that, her do it. That hurt and, for sure. And I've seen her, and then you look at her, like this, you, you know you intentionally hurting someone with the words you're saying. You know what I'm saying? And you do it anyway. And I've seen her do it more than once. And let me just say this. My dad may not know, but my mom knows. I had a totally different relationship with my grandmother than anybody. Than anybody. Anybody. And so I never got to experience a lot of the things that my mom experienced, a lot of the things that my cousins experienced with her. I never got whooped from her. I never got talked to badly by her. I was never treated any. I I didn't get all, even when she was. You was her golden grandbaby. Let me just tell you, even when she was intoxicated, she did not. For some reason, she would go off on everybody else, but she would never go off on me. So I'm not sure if that that derives from the fact of how all of this came about. I'm going to mute myself when this happened. Okay. From her running my dad away. And making my mom feel guilty about uh, having a baby and, and trying to further her education. I don't know if all of that is derived from that, but I do want to say that, that that was never my experience with my grandmother. So when you say certain things about her, it's hard for me to digest them because I didn't have that experience. But I do not want to take away from anybody else's experience with my grandmother or interactions with her. But I'm just letting you know that's the place that I come from. Well, I'm just going to say this, and Norma did, <laughs> uh, me and her done got in, we have had some, especially right before she passed, like that year when I moved back to Louisiana, we, we really got to have some really uh, drag out conversations that uh, someday she would get so pissed at me because I'm like, you, I need to know these things. I need you to give me answers. Something she would definitely not give me answer on. So I learned, I, I, I know that's some hurt. When I know you can't answer, you don't want to answer something, but it's, and she, if you know her and you know that look she give you, you, you just let that go. So there's a lot of things I did let go, but it's a lot of things that, because um, it wasn't just about my relationship with you. It wasn't about, it was just family dynamics then, what, what I wanted to know, not so much as 
this triangle here. Let me ask you this, Dad, how old were you when you uh, met my mother? 22. Yep. So you were 22 and mom, you were 16. Yep. Okay. And so let me ask you this. After you was, was she your first girlfriend and were you, was he your first boyfriend? He wasn't my first boyfriend. Uh, Not the first guy you had sex person, with. Him. He was the first person I loved. Okay, that was that was the first. I mean, in high school, boyfriends was like, "I'm gonna walk you to your bus stop. <laughs> I'm gonna carry your books, you know." And so, um, uh, I can wear your jacket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that was that kind of stuff. It wasn't like. Um, we was hanging out after school or anything or because if I went to a, uh, something at school, I was picked up right away. When that part, when that was out, I had to go home. Wasn't no hanging out. We going to the community center stuff like that. I didn't go to the community center until after I had you. Okay. The reins got loosened then. Then I could go places. I already had a baby. Right. I wasn't going to so go that get one. <laughs> So daddy was uh, my mom your first girlfriend or no? She was the first woman I had sex with. What? What? Wait a minute. So y'all were both each other's first? I, I find mm. that hard to believe. I find well, it hard. It, it wait a minute. It wasn't for lack of trying. My problem is that I made women my friends first. Okay? All of them. So after a while they was like, well, yeah, we can't do that because you act like a, you like my brother. So I, I'd leave it as that. But I, later on at, in life, I learned how to use that tool. At 22, and, you was a smooth operator. I can't remember that. And you were well, because I was tall, dark, and handsome, dear. That's the deal. <laughs> okay, you we're going hey, to stop, stop selling that tall, dark, and handsome, okay? But this. Hey, look, but, my wife just called me that this morning. This, so, okay. And, and I think this should, should have been just between me and you. But since we're on this podcast, I'm just going to tell you, you used to work the night shift. That's right. I ain't know nothing about my body at 16. All I know is that I'm I'm growing boobs. My liqueurs had started coming in. It wasn't I, I felt like I was like this the whole time in high school, tall and lanky. My curves had just you know what I'm saying? Because I'm 16, they just start coming in. I didn't I didn't pay no attention to it on that level. Wasn't aware of my sexuality other than I had read some of my dad Playboy's bunnies and looked through them and saw some stuff. So I know this much about sex, right? Right. <laughs> so, your ass would call me when Medea go to sleep, take the phone in your bedroom. First time I ever had phone sex in my life. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing because he guided me. He <laughs> <laughs> guided you? Yes. Wow. I can't hear. I can't hear, but I'm just saying. And this was like, when we didn't see each other, we was on the phone having phone sex. I don't know where your ass snuck away at work where you was doing it at, but I was in my bedroom. I was like... The hospital. And I'm young and this shit feels good and you talking shit in my ear and I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't even know what a climax was until you, you. <laughs> Shandrick, you know what the eargasm is? I'm That's what I guess I'm going to find out, Daddy. But say he That's what near He was a virgin. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. I had two sisters. Look, look, I had two sisters that explained sex to me long before I left home. 
Okay. I mean, real sex. I ain't. I had two sisters. They explained them sex with, to me long before I left home. I knew you. One of the things I was told. Me, but well, I was yeah. told always to make make it be the lady's idea, not yours. It make was it to be your, the woman's every idea. Every time it was yours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah damn. Know, you know what they tell you when they leave when you leave home? You don't have sex. You don't have sex. So I'm like, I can't have sex. What you crazy? Then you start don't bring no babies back. Whatever, and I'm like, you know. So here I go. So he finessed you. <laughs> yeah. Got it. I'm being me. I was being me. I got a magnetic personality. What can I tell you? I'm telling you in high school, you said that I had a high school boyfriend. I said, like, yeah, I had to go home. Whoever was picking me up, if it was my sister, my uncle, or my mom, when that show said it was over at 9, 930, she was in that parking lot waiting, and I couldn't be not one minute late getting getting to the car. You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted to be able to go to another event, so if I fuck this one up, I can't go no more. Because that's the type of mom she was. You don't give her one chance to fuck up. Your ass at home, I don't care what nobody else doing, having fun, who having a party, you ain't going. So I wasn't fucking up my opportunity to hang with my friends when I could. You know, so, so uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask both of you this. So once you are uh, released from jail, dad and mom, you have had me and you see him occasionally out. You don't you don't tell him about me at all. So you you don't tell him about me at all. OK, so no, wait, wait, I had to go back, go back. Go back. You was born in September. September was still the months where the uh, in Louisiana where we didn't need a jacket. I remember having you was home. He came by. No, he called me ahead of time and asked me what was a good time to, that he could come see you. So he knew about you. This was before I saw him here and there. He, okay. he knew my phone number so because it hadn't changed. So he called me and asked when it was a good time. And you know I had to wait till Medea go to work because you ain't coming here with her. And I ain't told her you coming, no. So I had to wait till Medea go to work. I told him after she go to work, he could stop by. He stopped by. He didn't even pick you up. You was laying on my couch. I had you laying on the couch. And um, I remember I had on some little cut off blue jean shorts because it was still warm. And he looked at you. And I think you gave me a couple of bucks, maybe $50 that day. And he said, I'll see you. I said, okay. And that's how we left it. And I ain't see you no more other than here and there. I wasn't chasing you. So, Daddy, do you recall that at all? Not really. I remember going to my base commander, though, when I found out that your mother was pregnant before I went to jail. And he said, well, we'll, we'll see what we're going to do about it. The next thing I know, I ended up in jail for something called International Transport and Narcotics. I could leave her alone. And I had to wait on, on their orders. Uh, while I'm contemplating it, next morning, this was after like the second time I saw you after I met the baby. Two black guys who I didn't know, they were from something called OSI, picked me up. They took me and put me on a plane. I went to Vietnam. When I got back from Vietnam, I remember uh, being told by the same guy, James Brown, fat black guy, uh, who was a lawyer there in, in, uh, in Alexandria, that uh, it was to my advantage to not even go looking for you. Because he had statutory rape in the state of Louisiana. He said, I'd be in prison for the rest of my natural life. 
I'd already been to jail. I didn't think I wanted to go to prison. I felt like my world had been taken out from under me because the first time, it, it, everybody knows your first time with anybody is, is a thing. Now, I, don't, don't get this twisted. Now, I talked to a bunch of different girls. I played kissy face with lots of girls before I met your mom, but your mom was the only woman that we, who, was a, who was not a woman, but to me, she was a woman. I didn't understand it. So it sounded like some cliche rap song or something, except that they, they, they could have called it, what was it? They, they called it puppy love. It wasn't puppy love. In age, I didn't think it had anything to do with it. Either one of our colors, I don't think it had anything to do with it. I remember us having sex in a, a friend of mine's brand new Mach 3 Mustang. Remember that? I had <laughs> sex at a car with you. you oh, that, that wasn't you? That wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You sure? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. That was not me. Not in a car. I will remember a car. You are never, ever. Forget a car. Okay, all right, all right. Cause that, well, after you, I went kind of crazy. I probably had sex okay. with a thousand women after you. Wasn't me, not in a car. Yeah, yeah but see, I didn't love all them women. I, I wanted to have sex with them all, but I didn't love anybody. I don't think I didn't love anybody until I started getting married. I've been married five times, Freedom. Wow. How many times have you been married? One. I got my lesson. I wish I'd have learned my lesson. My thing is, I'd get married. As soon as I make like a couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank, I get married. And then next thing I know, I'm divorcing and splitting whatever I had. And then I struggle over again. I did that's like four I, times. I, in fact, for me now, it's uh, my checklist changed, but some things remain the same. But um, you you can't be broken. I'm just not taking no more bits and pieces and trying to put somebody back together. And we just got too many black men out here broken and don't want to heal. I, I'm I know sorry. that's right. I'm just tired. <laughs> well, I know that the, so once I'm, a month, once a month, I sit down with a bunch of veterans that are like that are my age, between 65 and 75. And about the only thing that we have in common is the fact that we've all had relationship screw ups and it was always our fault. I tend to, and, and I ain't talking about just black men either. And I'm not talking no, about talking guys. About, well, I'm here in the attracted South. to black men than I am any other race. So you date what you're attracted to or you seek mm -hmm. out what you're attracted to. So I'm just saying I'm not closed off to saying who Mr. Who's going to be in my life. But yeah. that's mm -hmm. my attraction and that's my first choice. So I, I go by that for now. And the choices I've seen in our community, the black community with our, our men folks is that um they're healing and you know we've been taught that getting help for your mental health is an issue it's an issue not to get help that's mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying you know it's like mm -hmm. at this age you know you need help get help just do it you know you're broken you feel it inside you know you're broken that was episode two of the closure series on the hood rat to harvard podcast featuring my biological parents you have three more episodes to go and you will be in for a shock at what you hear next. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, and review this podcast, Hood Rat to Harvard, on all podcast platforms.